Life Audio. Keep, keep throwing things to us. We want to talk about topics that are interesting to you. And one of them today, we were asked to talk about Kratom. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Hey. What's going on? Life After Addiction. Welcome back. And it is March Madness in the house. And also on the basketball arena. You see it, baby. Third Ward Cougs. Vol for you life. You already know U of H, number Vol one seed. for life. You, that's the Vol sign. You just no, did. Yes, it is. V-O-L. No, it's not. Do it again. Look, the real UT. No, no, no. Do it all, again. This is the real UT. Everybody this knows. This is the real UT. Which they're still in it as well. This is the real UT. So we have the University of Texas in the Sweet 16. We have. So by the time they watch this, though, we'll know who's in the Elite Eight. And I think. We will. Tennessee currently in Texas, currently in the Sweet 16. Huge accomplishment. But on Friday when this comes out, we will know. They play on Thursday. So we will know if they made it to the Elite Eight. And they so do play the highest ranked seed in the Sweet 16. So we'll Who just... did? Oh, yeah. That's probably because Tennessee beat out Duke. <laughs> the Blue Devils. <laughs> Beat Duke's, out Duke. Duke was baby. decent this year. Yeah, and they got beat. Yeah, when we when Tennessee we like I play when Tennessee <laughs> played them, I think they had won ten or eleven in a row and seventeen of eighteen. They were on a heater. Tennessee came in. Yeah, so and we're all, we're out of point guard. So I got two teams. I'm either ride with I'm riding with U of H right now. The Cougs. Do you do bracket stuff with your family? I don't. Okay. Whenever you do, whether it be football or fantasy or whatever, let me do it with your family so I could talk smack to you and your brothers. Do you have a and your dad? Do you have a bracket this year? I do. Has it blown up already? No, I'm number one. Stop. I'll tell you this. I'm number one, and I had Kansas going all the way, so and they're out, and I'm Yikes. still number one in the league. So, But after the Sweet 16, I'll probably drop. You had Kansas winning it? Yeah. Winning Dang. It yeah. So it's going to be busted, but right now I'm up. Who I'm, beat them? Who, uh, I can't remember. I saw Oh, uh, uh, I don't even remember the name of the school, nor – I think the initials are like – UDA or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, Dominion or something like that. No, it was somebody that's out there. Um, but there's a couple number ones that got beat. Yeah. So the SEC is representing, man. So we still got Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas. That might be it. Auburn just got beat. But now Texas is going to be in the SEC here in a little bit too. Yes, they are. So I think in maybe, 25. Maybe gets a little respect. Once yeah. they get to the best conference. Yeah. Right. And Baseball, then we'll get basketball. all the Texas recruits, which the best ath- best athletes in the world come yeah. from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Or Texas A&M's already in the SEC. But yeah. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact.
<laughs> Anyways, hey, today we are talking about a, another controversial subject. Actually, we put it out there a couple episodes ago when we did the NF um, response video. Just, hey, we wanted to kind of share who we were, and then we do different topics. But we also, hey, give us a suggestion. And we did. We, we received a suggestion actually from a pastor. Uh, and he wanted us to talk about Kratom, as you probably saw in the thumbnail. So it is controversial. Um, it is legal in, I think, a lot of states. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that. Before we do, though, you know, since we, um, since in the last couple of weeks, our um, growth uh, subscribers and stuff like that, we've almost, we've, we've definitely doubled. Um, and I think I want to say we had times two almost subscribers just in the last couple of weeks. So a lot of new listeners that didn't know, maybe know who we were, <clears throat> two things. One, we put a video out a while ago and we said that if we hit 300 subscribers and we had a date parameter on it that we didn't make, but we were going to give away two $100 gift cards and visa. Uh, we'll probably do that in the next couple episodes. So continue to subscribe and get your name in the drawing, but I want to pick the two and then email you and make sure that we could say your channel out loud on the podcast and then we'll mail you um, uh, the gift card. So continue to subscribe and get your name in the pool. We'll probably draw here in a couple of weeks. Yep. So, cause I want to make sure I contact you. And then also the next thing I just want to, before we dive into this episode on Kratom, because of how many new, uh, listeners are here, uh, I wanted to just do a quick run through about our approach to addiction. Uh, it's radically different than, uh, the mainstream. Uh, and I think we're probably pretty different than any faith-based, um, not not any, but a lot of faith-based approaches um, and our approach when it comes to addiction. Yeah. Uh, for starters, big differences are we don't believe once an addict, always an addict. We think that's from the pits of hell. Uh, that's, that's really bad, not only psychology, but it's bad theology. Uh, the Bible says that you are made new in Christ. The Bible says that Christ is crucified. It's, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. I've been crucified with Christ. And there's a whole bunch of talk of freedom, 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 and new creation. And it's almost like me calling myself psychologically, that's psychology 101. You know, I had to take a lot of psychology classes in college when I had my counsel, got the counseling degree, Christian counseling degree. And psychology 101 says, man, if you call a little girl ugly her whole life, she's going to grow up and think she's ugly. And so even just identifying, hey, I am Adam and I am an addict, or hey, I'm Adam and I am an alcoholic, that's just dangerous. Man. Yeah. And yet that's the secular norm. Yeah. And then, and then <clears throat> so those are like the big, and we don't do 12 steps. I think 12 steps have been modified and, and, and some other places have put like Bible verses to them, and I understand that. Um, but but where I'll say this, where the 12 steps are today is... <laughs> we're always man we get we just don't just care shoot. Do we? we just don't care do we um i'm really not trying to be controversial but i'm also not going to hide from the truth that's our that's our thing right and sometimes the truth is controversial the bible talks about the gospel being very offensive um that narrow is the gate and um it's not about your feelings you yeah. know and so the 12 steps and where it is today. If you don't know, if, if you are familiar with um, recovery-type meetings and stuff like that, and you just feel like there's a void there, well, I'll tell you, because when I went to AA and NA meetings, I left wanting to use more than when I came mm. a lot of times. There's yeah. so much just death talk. But then the whole power of it, 
the whole crescendo of the 12 steps. It talks about that you are to surrender your life to a power greater than yourself. And where it is today is it says that you, that they say that you could, that power could be anything. It could be a doorknob. I've heard numerous times. It could be a child. It could be a dead grandparent. It could be a light switch. It could be whatever it is. There just has to be a a power greater than yourselves. And what I'm telling you is that is no power at all. There is a power. There's an almighty power. There is a God that spoke all things into creation. Like, and I say this all the time, but from nothing burst forth everything because this powerful God spoke. He spoke it into existence. That is power. And so, and I think, man, honestly, and and I've been out of the game, the AA and NA game for 11 plus years, but I'm, I'm seeing guys every day that are coming to us from that type of thing. And I believe it's still accurate because it was getting there then when I was doing them. You can't even, you can't even really talk about the one true God. Yeah. You can't talk about Yeshua. Yeah. You can't bring Bibles into those meetings. Now, why is that? But yet, oh, it's all, everybody can have your own, own higher power. And then you, calling yourself that, we just think that's bad theology. We get our um, theology from his word. Yeah. Yeah, for those of us, uh, for those of y'all viewers or listeners who don't know us, so Adam and I both uh, went through addiction for a decade plus. Yep. Um, so this is very personal to us. These are things that we have walked through, that we have experienced, uh, that we have found true freedom from um, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And kind of like he was saying, the methodology, we serve at um, S2L Recovery, which is a, a Christ-centered, faith-based recovery just outside of Nashville, maybe an hour outside of Nashville. And he's been here 10 years. I've been here about five years um, and so we serve men in the darkest seasons of their lives and we've seen many men find freedom in Christ and something that was different for me personally when I came through S2L uh, the methodology specifically was that at the root of addiction they described it to me as sin and since the sin specifically that it was is idolatry it's putting something before God and we see time and time throughout the Bible that that ends very badly but what i found out here was man who i was in christ my identity and that was so big for me is to understand that man my life has purpose my life has value and my life is not defined by the decisions and choices and mistakes that i have made everything else i learned prior to coming here that was outside of christ-centered recovery was i'm just stuck I am who I am. I'm trapped. That's the way I'll always be. And the best life I can have is a life of remission. And the verses and scriptures that we're going to share with you guys today, it says the complete opposite of that. It doesn't tell me I'm stuck. It doesn't tell me I should identify with these things. It doesn't tell me I'm trapped. And this is just who I'm always going to be. But it says that Christ offers forgiveness. He offers freedom. Um, He offers deliverance. He offers restoration. He offers uh, reconciliation. And so once I discovered who God God was and I developed a personal relationship with him in my life, man, everything began to change. Everything began to change. Yeah. And I realized that freedom was 100% possible. Um, and ever since that day, man, I've been walking in that freedom. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? 
There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. What we found, and it's actually 11 years this month for me, mm, 11 years dang. with S2L in March 2012 is when I, uh, I took the leap. So um, that being said, what we've seen over the years uh, and what we felt ourselves, because yeah. we both came through this very program as well, uh, is that hope is a very powerful thing. Amen. God's intended for hope. God has intended for hope to be very powerful. And hope, when I'm told, when I've gone to all these other places and all, I mean, countless meetings, man, countless meetings, and then came here and being told, hey, don't identify that way. Yeah. That's not, man, that your identity is important and God has spoken on it if you are in Christ. And the hope that spurned from that, man, the hope that it was ignited, it almost made me feel like I could actually do this. It was enough to get me to this fellowship of brothers. Uh, and you said it a few episodes ago, and I thought it was so beautiful that um, you had some godly men tell you certain things, and it's too late now to convince you otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that hope is so powerful. And so that's kind of who we are. And, and, and there's, it's not like addiction's a surprise to God. You know, we say stuff like that all the time, and we're just kind of refreshing because we've gotten a lot of new uh, people that maybe didn't know who we were. Uh, and I've had great feedback, man, yeah. just about how helpful this is. And so addiction's not a surprise to God. Um, and he speaks on things in his, in his word. For example, the lost and found curriculum. Um, if I were to say the word desire, uh, and if you're listening, you've had a, ever battled any kind of addiction, whether it be alcohol, drug, porn, food, um, lust, I mean, whatever it may be, um, that word desire means something different than if you've never battled an addiction, perhaps, because I mean, for me, something that big, the desire for something that big had me doing things that I never thought I would do in my life. And what our curriculum, it's in second Peter. And it just, it literally says that we can escape the corruption that's in the world that comes through sinful desires. It's almost, a, it is a mic drop verse and it's in God's word. And then the curriculum comes from, cause right after that, it lists out seven areas that you grow in your faith. You grow in these areas and that's how you can escape these desires. Mm. Not that, Hey, you're always going to be this. It's a disease that you're a victim here. You, you don't control this. Like you were saying, yeah. it's just a radically different approach, man. And that's what we stand on. Not because we want to be controversial or different, but because we see and we've tasted freedom from the chains of addiction. Mm. And we just want everyone, want to shake people. Amen. I want you to feel that, man. I want you to know that it's possible. And, um, yeah, you know, our success rate is five times the national average, uh, which needs to be better than that. But uh, it's, it's just that's who we are. Yeah. That's a refresher. Yeah. And it's important. You know, I was talking to a guy the other day and he even mentioned to me how uh, we teach more about the power of God than how great our sin is. Yeah. And it's so true. We teach more on the power of the God that we serve than how great the sin in our lives is because Christ has overcome these things that we struggle with. So our job is to submit, to surrender and to trust him. And he fights these battles on my behalf. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm going to read this real quick, straight out of God's word. Romans 6, verses 5 through 6. Uh-oh. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Mm. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Mm. We become dead to sin and alive in Christ Jesus. It is very crystal clear in Romans 6 that we do not identify with the old man, with the sinner. But God, in fact, calls us saints once we have been born again into the kingdom of God. And I will be danged if I call myself anything other than who God says I am. That's right. Like he literally came to die for that. Hmm. Like I just almost imagine we've talked about this on this podcast before. And I've, I've just had this vivid thought like. In those moments, as a believer, as a Christian, me standing up and saying, hey, I'm Adam and I'm an addict. And I just envisioned Jesus in the room just like, I died for that. Mm. I died for that, Adam. That's not who you are. That's what you did. And I died for that. Stop identifying with it, man. But, um, yeah, I love it. I love it. I think, and in Romans 6, too, it just says once and for all, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, there was something else I was about to say about our differences, um, but I think I think we covered it. If yeah, if you want, again, keep keep throwing things to us. We want to talk about topics that are interesting to you. And one of them today, we were asked to talk about kratom, and it was almost as if because I think we started talking about it when I when I when they told me about that, and I mean things just kept popping up about kratom. Uh, literally driving to the studio today, I got an email um, from our website or whatever. I get those emails too. Um, and it's just a, a father um, who has a big family and is a godly man, and he says he needs help. He's been taking Kratom, and now he's addicted, and he knows that this, he's not being the leader that he needs to be. And so, yeah, so let's talk about it a little bit. Um, full disclosure, which I've been saying a lot lately on podcast. Uh, I've never done Kratom. Uh, I don't know that it was around 11 years ago, and if it was, I didn't know about it. Um, but I've, I've have a lot of experience of people that have done it. And here's what I've found. Here's what I'll say. Um, just experientially, we did weed episode a couple episodes ago. And so our answer is going to be the same biblically there. Uh, it's an idol. Um, it is something that you're exchanging God's glory for, uh, and his promises for, and it's a bootleg cheap substitute that will always fail you. So that's going to stay the same. And we could go over some of that again, if we want but experientially, man, I've seen a lot of guys. I guess first time I've experienced it was um, there was an intern maybe seven, eight years ago. Um, and I think it had just started getting popular in Florida. I don't think Tennessee had it at this time because this guy was driving down to Florida and coming back. No tests for it. We couldn't, we now have tests for it um, that we buy and we use and stuff like that. But um I just started noticing, like, he started to get into, and he was someone, you know, I think we all probably deal with some kind of depression here and there. Maybe not. Maybe someone doesn't deal with it. I know I do at times. Uh, and he was someone that every now and then you could tell he dealt with some depression. Um, but he'd come out of it, man. He'd seek the Lord, get in the Word, and come out of it, you know, just like we do. And But I started noticing this guy started going down a darker and darker and darker hole, and nothing would pull him out of it. He started secluding more. He started secluding more. And man, he finally came to me at one point. I remember clearly it's, it's where the detox building is now. 
my office was downstairs before it was changed and like remodeled completely my office downstairs. Uh, and he was living in one of the apartments upstairs <clears throat> and he came down and shut the door. And when he came in and shut the door, I just knew, I mean, he was a defeated soul head down. And this was an athletic young man, uh, very, you know, and, but I mean, he just looked like he was, he had wasted away and was defeated. And he said, man, I need to talk to you about something. I've been taking this thing called Kratom. And I was like, well, what's that? That sounds pretty dangerous. Um, and he said, I've been going down to Florida and doing this and this. And he's like, I can't stop. He's like, so it's addictive. Yes. And it was just in this super dark place. So we sent him down to get help at a, at a facility. Um, and like, he literally went to rehab for Kratom. The email I got today, he's wanting to come into the program literally for Kratom. So here's what I'll say. No matter your experience, and you could just be saying, Adam, you've never done it. You don't know what it tastes. You don't know what it tastes like. You don't know what it does to you, blah, blah, blah. Well, we've done research. I know, I know generally what it is. I know there's different applications and things like that. But from just those two examples, and I could give you 10 to 15 more probably over the years. I'll tell you, one, it's an idol. But two, man, it seems like it is addictive, and it just it ties to uh, certain parts of your brain that could take you down a deep, dark hole that you don't want to go down. Um, so why do it? Uh, well, I just want to feel good. Well, if you want to feel good, then tell me, why are you feeling bad? Let's address the bad. Let's, let's not just numb it. Well, it just helps me do this. Well, okay, man, here we go again. We can go back, go back two episodes and watch the weed episode. Um, I don't want to like reinvent all those things, but man, it's just a substance that, um, yeah, steer clear from, you know, steer clear from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you, I haven't experimented with Kratom. I don't have any, um, experience with it as far as using it myself, but I have served many men who have abused the substance and it comes in many different forms. It comes in liquids. It comes in capsules. It comes in powders, um, tea, tea, all all types of different variations to it. And I even have close friends who have gotten addicted to it. Um, a lot of times he has close friends who have gotten addicted to it and these men have used other drugs as well so they know what going through addiction looks like they have been addicted to other substances so whenever they tell me they start to use kratom and become addicted to it it's because man i know what addiction is like i know what that stronghold what that desire is like and it feels the exact same as if i were to use any other narcotic or drug out there um but these men were willing to risk their freedom for the sake of Kratom. They were willing to risk their job for the sake of Kratom. They were willing to risk a relationship with their children for the sake of Kratom. They Mm. were willing to sell valuable possessions to buy Kratom. These are all things that you do to get or obtain a substance that is 100% addictive in its properties. It is addictive. And a lot of times some people will exchange, exchange this drug and I'm going to use Kratom to get off of this drug. But then you realize, well, I can't get off of Kratom. So now I need something else to get off of Kratom. So let me trade that out and let me smoke weed. Okay, now I need something to get off weed. And what we do is, like you say, we exchange the glory of God for these cheap substitutes. And yeah. all you're doing is replacing your addiction with a different substance. 
who's to say what degree is lesser is heroin lesser than this or that the point of the matter is that it is an addictive substance and people who find themselves addicted to it are willing to go to extreme lengths to get it now it may be yeah. a little easier to get because it's something you can buy at a store so it's not like you have to go rob people or steal from That's a cheater right. to pay Paul but nonetheless um, I actually have a really close friend who got addicted to it. And he mm. let me know, looked me dead in the eyes and said, Ryan, it is just as addictive as any opiate I've ever taken in my entire life. Wow. And he had taken other opiates. Now, um, this guy was using the liquid version and I don't know if the liquid form of it is more addictive than the other forms, but nonetheless, it destroyed his life. Whew. Like it destroyed his life. He had to wake up every morning of his life, go to a gas station and buy two vials of this kratom just to function, mm, just to function. Feeling. That's I know it. That feeling. Like I cannot even start my day. I open my eyes and my is, first thought is I have to get this, this substance. I have to get some kratom in order just to get me through my day. And brother, that is slavery. You are bound and enslaved to a chemical. Yeah. And here's, I think we could, we could stretch out these episodes to a hundred, but cause there's all this gas station dope. There's mm-hmm. the Zaza's. And I mean, I think those are illegal in Tennessee now, but it's like, if you're coming to us and you're saying, well, it's legal and it's sold at a gas station. Let me tell you something <laughs> just for your knowledge. The producers of this stuff that feed and prey on human beings desires will always be a step ahead of the law and ahead of like the FDA. I mean, by the time this stuff gets illegal, it's illegal because it's found to be very destructive to the human body or addictive or something like that. Like who knows where this stuff's coming from? (laughs) You know what I mean? And I know Kratom, you're like, oh, it's natural. And I don't know. I don't know enough about like how it's made, but I'm just telling you, man, be careful. But here's the real question. We could go down so many different points and we can argue and debate. It's not done. But here's the question. Why? Why are you doing it? And if you can answer that question, then you got to answer the other. Well, what if, what if that was resolved in other ways, which kind of leads us back to the idolatry? What if God has an answer? What if God says that, um, he wants you to come to him, all who are weary and heavy laden, he'll give you rest for your soul. And what if you're exchanging that promise for a powder from a gas station for two ninety nine or however much it is? Mm-hmm. It's probably way more expensive than that. Yeah. What if that's the case, man? Well, I just have to have it because of this or whatever justification in your mind. Hear this, man. You could probably ticked at us right now if, if you're taking this and we're just eating your lunch, stepping on your toes right now. Man, I'm sorry. I don't want to do that. But, man, I love you. I don't know you, but God's called me to see people made in the Imago Dei. They're image bearers. And so I love because he first loved me. And if you're struggling, man, I know that feeling. As he was describing his friend, I know that feeling, man. I can't do this until I have this. That is a bondage slavery, and I love you, man. Ask yourself, why are you doing it? Why? Man, I... I'm nothing special. I am like uh, the least of these. I was the worst of those, man. I mean, I did so many awful things. I did so much stuff. And if I have not had to turn to it and it's legal and there's no test for it for so long and I've never done it, man, I'm telling you that that could be you too. You don't have to turn to bootleg pleasures anymore when you really dive into the promises of God. There is rest for my soul. 
I've found it. I've tasted it. Is it hard? Is it there at my beckoning call? No. But during those seasons, what I've learned is that that's good for me too. During the seasons where you don't feel like you're on the mountain and that God's literally like walking with you, dapping you up, there's, there's growth that happens in those. And if I turn to an idol during those seasons, then I'm not going to grow in the way that God's called me to. And that growth is going to be closer and closer to him. So it's just dangerous. Ask yourself why. And that, and that's really important that you ask yourself that because it's a God sized hole in your heart that you're trying to fill at the end of the day. That's exactly what it is. And the hardest person to get utterly honest and real with is yourself. It's so easy to justify. It's so easy to rationalize. It's so easy to make excuses and defend it and this, that, or the other. At the end of the day, man, I am trying to manufacture fruits of the Holy Spirit. And we discussed that two weeks ago with the weed episode. I'm trying to manufacture peace. I'm trying to manufacture joy. I'm trying to manufacture love. I'm trying to manufacture things that only come by way of the Holy Spirit and produce them myself. And really, the only thing you're getting, you're buying time for your mind to just be, to just be. That's it. My mind is at beat. My soul is receiving no rest, but at least I'm buying my mind some time. But the problem with buying your mind some time is you got to do it every single day, but you're receiving no rest. Yeah. You're receiving no rest from it. And I know what that's like to wake up every day with multiple substances, whether it be weed, whether it be heroin, whether it be uh, alcohol, whether it be, you know, p- prescription pills. Whatever I, you know, transitioned my addiction to, I could not get up in the morning without my first thought being, how am I going to obtain what I need to just function, to just literally function? That's it. And that's a miserable way to live. And God offers something so much greater than that, like something so much greater. Yeah, that's good, man. Here's your teaser, Dorian. So we're at the end of an episode and... I would imagine that there's some watching that really feel beat up right now. Uh, you feel like we're stepping on your toes, like I said earlier, that that we just don't understand. Or maybe you feel defeated because you feel condemnation from us. And here's what I'll tell you. We don't condemn you. We are you. Amen. And, and number two, if you feel conviction, praise God. That's the Holy Spirit beckoning you to for, repent. But there's also something here. There's a hope. And here's the hope. Get help and wait, like he said. Get help and wait. Why? The Bible tells us, here's my verse, in Isaiah 40, 31, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. That's another promise of God, man, or woman. Get the help you need. Dump out the nonsense, the idol, get the help you need, and wait on the Lord. Why? Because he will renew your strength. And the imagery there in the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah wrote this, that you will mount with wings like eagles is strong language right there. It's the strongest language. I mean, you're talking about an eagle and how that's represented in the context of the Hebrew. That is strong. So you're not just going to, you're going to thrive the Bible says that you're not just going to walk around being numb and da, 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 da. No, he's called us to thrive in him. And when you wait on the Lord and he makes a promise that you will renew your strength and you'll mount up with wings like eagles, you'll run and not get tired. Man, that's a promise and it's true. Mm. Wait on the Lord. Get the help. Wait on the Lord. Repent. And man, 
things can be different. Amen. How many years? Uh, five in July. Five plus 11. How many years? Seven. Hmm. 16 plus seven. We're doing crazy. You're gorilla the math math. Guy, that's 23. <laughs> Just in this room of a bunch of knuckleheads. That's 23 years of tasting freedom and wanting to claim from the rooftops that there's absolute freedom from addiction in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. And you know what? That's life after addiction. And you better believe it. Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L.net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit s2lrecovery.org. That's S, the number two, lrecovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts and their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says, and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.